This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova basketball. Welcome inside our Zoom headquarters for another edition of Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. We have a very special trio of guests with us today and I'm gonna turn it over to you, Coach, and I'll let you introduce them. Thank you, Mike. And it's, it's great to get started on a, another podcast, but this one is uh, legend-filled, man. This is, this is very cool. It, it's great to have three of the all-time greats on here. And we'll start with uh, welcoming to the podcast, Kerry Kittles. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Coach. appreciate it. Uh, you're the best, man. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. Class of 96, nine years in the NBA. Beautiful wife, Adria, four daughters, and a son. Done it all, brother. That's what we tell our recruits, man. We want you to do it all. You've done it all. Yeah, I just kept trying for the boy. That's all. Got <laughs> one kid to play for you over there. I would love it. And you're still a young man. And then we welcome from 85, the national champion, MVP, um, and, and just all-time great Villanovan. Eddie Pickney, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. Good to see you guys. 12 years in the NBA. Did, hey, Eddie did the famous uh, married a cheerleader, his wife Rose, three sons. Excuse me. And Eddie, Eddie's got um, four daughters and a son. So you guys, you guys do it, man. You guys are big families. I love it. So we would always say, like, we want everybody, we want all of our players come to Villanova, right, get their degree, win a national championship, be a first-round draft choice, marry a cheerleader, drive a Mercedes. Eddie's the only one. Eddie's the only one that did it. We say it to everybody, but Eddie did it, man. He did it. How are you, buddy? No, great, great. I mean, it's, uh, again, it's always good to get together and stuff and, uh, see these two guys, uh, Randy and, and Kerry, I mean, always around and always available. It's good. Good, good yeah. to see them. It is, man. It's, it's cool to have you guys together. And then, uh, commonly known in the program as Randu or Dusky, uh, Randy Foy, <laughs> uh, the, the legend from the class of 2006. How are you, buddy? I'm great, Coach. Man. Appreciate you having me on talking about Villanova basketball. Wow, we, we, I, we appreciate you giving up the time. And another one, like, I got to be careful about saying things like marriage either. Randy married a Villanova soccer player, stud, uh, Christine. And, uh, and, and Randy's got two daughters, um, 11 years in the NBA. So um, you guys, like, you're the dream. You guys are, are the dream. And I think that's why it's important, because your perspectives uh, are going to be important we're talking about today. But let's just do this for Villanova fans first. Kerry, where, where do you live? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Tell everybody what you're doing, where you're living, and, and about your family a little bit, please. Yeah, so right, right now I'm, I'm in North Jersey, uh, Ber Bergen County, Franklin Lakes area. And um, I, I'm stuck here, you know, quarantining with, with my family. 
my wife and as you mentioned, uh, five kids. We're, we're staying pretty active, we're staying busy. We have basketball lessons every day in the driveway. Um, <laughs> going a bunch of bike rides and we're, we're staying active in the pool and, and um, we're just staying busy. But um, got to be on your podcast and, and share my perspective today. And a member of the Villanova University Board of Trustees, which brings a whole nother perspective to what we're gonna talk about today. And, and we're so proud of you for that and grateful for your, your work for our university. Eddie, tell everybody where you are, the, the Nova Nation, and what you're doing, and the family. No, uh, you know, thank God, my family's in the Northeast, um, and it's uh, currently safe there, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm working uh, in Houston with the Houston Rockets and helping them uh, prepare for the draft. I've been scouting for them for the past year. And uh, Kerry is being very humble because I'm running across a lot of players that are working out with Terry Kittles. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's got like a little, uh, uh, a little line to a lot of up and coming players. I know that Malcolm Brogdon is uh, a protege of his he's been working with. So um, That's true. I, I know you're working with guys, so we're gonna talk after this, <laughs> after this Zoom meeting is over. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And, um, and Randy, just let everybody know where you are, what you're doing, family. Um, I'm, in, I'm in like middle, the middle of New Jersey, um, close to the shore. Um, I'm quarantining with my family, but right now I'm here at um, soccer practice with the girls. So <laughs> everything is, is pretty safe um, in Jersey. So the girls are back um, at like 70% contact. So that's what I've been doing. Just um, you know, helping out where I can, and just like he's like Kerry said, just fun pool days, and just it's all about the family right now and being safe. Very cool, very cool. You guys are are great role models for our guys, and um, you know, one of the things I, I would I like I want I want you guys to to just chop it up with each other too when things come in like this, but. First of all, I, you know, we, we, we talk and I, and I talk to you guys and get guidance from you guys, but um, you guys had great careers here and you look at everything that's going on now um, with Black Lives Matter and, and the young athletes and young NBA players who have learned from you guys are, are su such great um, spokes, spokesmen. Um, Kerry, let, let's start with you because you, you've got a, a, a lot of different roles here, being on the board of trustees at Villanova, having young kids, a young son, where, did, how, and, 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 and what, where were you when this hit you, whether it was a George Floyd in, incident or, or anything else like that? Um, what was the beginning of this for you? Yeah, I would say definitely the, uh, the George Floyd incident um, struck with me um, mostly because I, as most of us have grown up in inner cities, you know, we, we've had people in our family, um, close friends or close relatives that have had interactions with the cops at some point in time. And even myself just having interactions with cops um, over the course of my young adult life, um, you know, and just seeing how that matter was handled, seeing a young man who we consider our peer um, have to go through something like that 
that really struck, struck something with me and um, brought me back mostly to my childhood in New Orleans um, and, and just seeing a lot of my close friends um, have similar situations, not death, but similar situations that didn't really work out so well for them. Um, so yeah, it really made me want to get involved more with uh, my civil duty as a, as a citizen, learn more about these situations, learn more about why they happen, and, and how can I help these things from stopping to occur um, in, in our communities. That's awesome. How about you, how about you Eddie? Like, was it Ahmaud Arbery, or was it George Floyd? You know, was it Breonna Taylor? And, and was it before that? Was there anything that that hit you and, and, and got you energized about this movement? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think Kerry brings up a good point because, all, you know, all of our families and everyone's had um, different interactions with, uh, you know, whether it be the police or um, different people in our community. It's something that's sort of always been there um, for myself. Just growing up in the Bronx, I think, uh, when you grow up in the inner city, there are things that you're told as a young kid um, to avoid. And they're not the typical things. I mean, I talk to people today and, you know, many people say, wow, I, I had no idea things were this bad for people of color. I really had no sense. And I think we can all say, um, you know, this is something that's sort of been around. What's kind of, what's encouraging is that it is being uh, noticed. Um, there are many young people of all different hues that are being active and taking a stand. And that's, you know, in today's world, that's very encouraging. It's cool. I, I you know, it's, it's cool to see you talking and seeing Kerry shaking his head. <laughs> the, the, the shared experiences are amazing. And, and I know Randy and I have talked about it because Randy hit me square between the eyes. And, you know, I, you know, as you guys know, I, you know, I grew up, you know, with, with black guys and play basketball. And you think as a white person that you, you get it. And man, when this broke, Randy hit me right between the eyes, um, honestly, and helped me just open my eyes to how much more I had to learn. Randy, you know, talk, talk about that. And you talking with our, our players, when when the uh, Breonna Taylor situation came, George Floyd, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, when that all came up. I think I think one of the most important things um, from our conversations is something had to be you know done and something had to be said you know for Nova Nation and the, the Villanova community because it's never there's no place for racism anywhere, um, especially. Um, on any type of campus where, you know, there are African-American you know, basketball players, African-American uh, football players. And I just, when I saw everything that was going on, and I can remember being at the field with um, with my kids and we were just working out. And then the cops came up and, you know, asked us, did we live in a town? And then when we got back home, my, my youngest daughter was crying. And my wife asked her why she was crying. And her exact words was she thought that the, the cop was going to choke her out. So that was a, all the Joyce Floyd stuff was going on. And that's when, you know, everything started hitting me that, you know, I need to speak out on social media. Like I have a platform here and I need to let my voice be heard because there's no place for racism nowhere. And 
that's when I, I hit you up and, and you were on board with it and you just talking talking to me about being legit and talking to me about you know I don't feel right saying certain things but I let you know that you you should say it because you you have been walking into you know this African American kid's house since you know 1988 and saying hey you know I, I, I'm gonna be you know that third parent for your child if you if you send them to wherever UNLV Hofstra going over so I think our conversation it didn't only open up your eyes but it also opened up mine so I just was I'm just so pumped up about it and just helping people understand that there is a problem yeah Guys, join in because just those conversations, and that's why I hope the Villanova people that are listening today who have so much respect for you guys. And, and, and I, you know, they look at you guys like, you know, you, you don't have any problems. You guys have handled everything at Villanova so perfectly and then went into the NBA perfectly and your families are – look perfect as we all know nobody's family's perfect right but it looks that way you know what any any of you guys when you came to Villanova uh what what was it like what was it like for you coming on that campus that is predominantly white and are there experiences you had that maybe some Villanovans wouldn't really really wouldn't think because you look like you had it under control so much Well, I mean, I'll start uh, with my experience because I actually came onto campus um, the summer before my freshman year. And uh, I was with, a gr I, I forget the name of the group that I was with, but it was a group of predominantly, um, you know, black students who were going to uh, go to the school and we were all together and we were taking classes on, on campus. And... Uh, I'm like, this place is great. I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of diversity. But uh, as the student body started to come in late August, and eventually all in September, um, it became very different. And I think uh, we all have a unique perspective because we have a built-in family when we come to the school through the basketball team and the other athletes that are on campus. But certainly we have friends that are students that we talk to that are on campus that don't have that. And, uh, you know, we've heard that, you know, what they, what they have to sort of go through on campus. And it's just, you know, an awkward feeling, a feeling of being very uncomfortable on campus because at that time in the, in the 80s, there wasn't um, enough diversity for people of color to feel comfortable and you know since this has all happened I, I tell this is a story I've never told anyone I told Roly Massimino this story we won the national championship in 1985 I got a lot of letters of congratulatory letters but I also got some racial hate letters that talked about like you so and so you looking on t i mean like it was unbelievable i gave these letters to Roly massimino and he just shook his head he couldn't believe that you would actually get hate mail in such a situation and you know my you know some of my teammates saw the letters and you know back then you kind of just shook it off as is something that hey it it happens but 
a lot of the young people now are not standing for that. They, you know, they're looking at it as something that shouldn't ever, ever happen. And I think there was, you know, there was a time when you just kind of shook it off, but that, that's not the case anymore. And I think that, again, that's what's so encouraging about what a lot of the young people are doing. They're making it known that a lot of these things that happen in our society today shouldn't be happening. And then, you know, it's not standing for it anymore. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's interesting. Um, you know, that, that program you talk about, I remember that when I was an assistant coach, I, I can't, it wasn't for African-American students, but it was for um, students that, that, that they wanted to give extra work for in the beginning. But I don't know. If, I don't know if we do that anymore. Um, do you think that was ben, was would that be beneficial for for black students now? Because I don't think we do that. You know what? I think it could certainly of all the things that um, you know. I'm not involved in campus as much. I mean, I come to visit, but I think it's something that would be beneficial at the start of campus. Uh, when you come onto campus, um, you know, I think Villanova's diversified uh, themselves and the student body, certainly there are all kinds of students on campus uh, from all parts of the world. But I think any inclusion of people of color on campus could, could never hurt. I think it always, uh, you know, it adds to campus and, and it could be helpful for, for everyone, not just, you know, people of color. I would say as a, as a board member at that is something that we've discussed uh, as of late, um, and that's come up a lot in our board meetings. I'm on the Student Experience Committee, so we get a chance to hear from, from current students. Um, they share their experiences, and we get students, athletes, we get just normal kids that are involved in different kinds of activities all throughout campus life, and that has definitely come up where that's maybe more of a focal point um, you know, having more discussion about those types of issues when kids come into orientation, having that more built into the program, um, just learning about other, other cultures, being more open-minded, learning, um, you know, what's, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Because a lot of kids, as you mentioned earlier, come from different backgrounds where they don't have experiences of being around students of color. And so it's, it's all new to them. And so they need to learn what's appropriate and what's not appropriate to say and, and engage in, in all of their interactions. Kerry, before we go to break, and I want to get to Randy, but um, grow, growing up in New Orleans is, in, in the South, was, was there different experiences you had than you thought, than you, you know, you, you see in the North? Um, did, did you feel that as, 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 a, as a young guy? Oh, as a young kid growing up in New Orleans, yes, it was the racism was 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 definitely embedded um, in in society in New Orleans. There was a lot of things that you know you as a kid you just grow up and you just adjust to. You learn that where you're supposed to go at certain places in certain neighborhoods and certain hours of the day you just didn't go there. Um, so yes, there were things that that was just part of our culture that we learned. Um, but I would say just. Kids were open-minded growing up. And so even though I went to a, an all-black, all-boys high school, coming to a, a Villanova's campus, as Ed would tell you, it was, it was eye-opening, going to orientation and being, you know, seeing a, so many white faces 
but we were so open-minded to learning about their, their experiences and how can I grow and learn as a person from, from this new welcoming community, right? It's very welcoming, but from a racial standpoint, it was, it was definitely a different background experience. So, um, but yeah, it was something to learn over time, for sure. It's, it's, um, it's, it's amazing that you guys got where you are. It's, it's the, the mental toughness to, to get through that is incredible. And I want to get to Randy when we get back, Mike. We're going to pause here. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certaintyed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. Welcome back inside as we resume our conversation. Coach, uh, I'll let you take the lead from here. Yeah, just great Villanova moments here. And, and, and I think um, a great opportunity for Villanovans to hear from the greats. And Randy, we were talk you heard Eddie and Carrie talk about it. Um, what was it? You know, it's, it's so interesting, Eddie being from the Bronx, Kerry coming from New Orleans, and, and I know where you came from. I didn't get to 
Well, I, I was involved a little bit in recruiting Kerry, but not, not like I was you. And I didn't get to coach him. But, Randy, I, I know where you came from. I know how different – Oh, I mean, I know Patty and I were worried about you every day, but what were your thoughts and experiences coming on Villanova's campus growing up in, in Newark? Like you said, you sat down with me. I remember when you sat down with me when you came to Newark. And um, I remember we had um, – we went to KFC. Coach Hill went to KFC, brought it back. And you could just see from the block that I grew up on that it was majority, um, you know, African-Americans and Hispanics. And I could remember my experience my first day at summer school. And it was, you know, it was majority of all white kids. And I was in shock. And I think that – that you knew that. I think that the coaching staff knew that. I think a lot of my teammates um, knew that. But I think, like Carrie said, we're so open to going to Villanova and and learning about, you know, the culture of, you know, not just Villanova basketball, but, you know, everyone that's there. And it would be so, you know, uplifting for someone to be open to understanding, you know, where we come from, New Orleans, the Bronx, Newark. And I think that's something that the kids, like Carrie said, like kids should should learn from each other to make this world not only a better place, but a safer place. You should have these tough converse, um, conversations and learn from me and learn from each other. But that's something that I think I was homesick probably until my sophomore um, year at Villanova. But, you know, I give Villanova a lot of credit because a lot of the success that I have today being able to, you know, sit in these different um, big time meetings and have these conversations with big time people, a lot of it comes from being a part of the um, Villanova basketball team, but also the Villanova community. Well, I, I watched you go through it. Like I said, I, I, I you know, I watched Carrie and Eddie. It looks like all right, these guys are superstars. They're great. They're great students. It looks easy, but I watched you. I, I remember when you were too nervous to stand in front of a class. And, and talk as a freshman and um, we're sweating so bad. The guys were busting your chops about sweating. <laughs> and then at the Wooden Awards for, for National Player of the Year of all the guys as a senior, you gave the best speech of anybody there. I was, I was in tears at that dais, but. I remember I, the day when um, for the Big East Player of the Year and I had to give the, uh, the speech. And I can remember where I came from, where communications major and I was like no I don't want to be a communications major because I, I, I do not feel comfortable you know standing up giving presentations every day in front of the class and I remember when I gave my Big East um, speech after accepting the award I just was so comfortable um, in front of everyone and that's that has a lot to do with Villanova that's why I want to see Villanova on the right side of history when it comes to this Black Lives Matter movement just understanding that there is a problem and that people do go through things. And like you said, mental toughness and just toughness inside where they just deal with it and don't complain to anyone. But I want to see Villanova on the right side of history when it comes to dealing with um, this Black Lives Matter thing. You guys have such incredible perspectives, you know, with Kerry being on the board and you guys got young families. Eddie's got kids that graduated from Villanova. What, what, how do we get to the to the older white 
population. Let's just stick with Villanova for right now because the Villanova podcast. And and it, I would tell Eddie and Carrie, like, this is what Randy told me. Like, he said, you can't just stick to Villanova, man. Like, this is bigger. You you got to be bigger. And I'm with you, Randy. I'm, I'm trying. You see me trying. I'm, I still got a lot to learn. But this podcast usually listened to by Villanova people. What, what can we do to get to the older white Villanova people that are decision makers to make them understand? And I think they're open to it. Um, you know, how difficult this is uh, for black, af black students, you know, and, and, and how important it is to educate the, the rest of the student body to issues of racism. Older Villanovans. Yeah. Be socially conscious. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, and what does that mean? Talk to young people that you are around about being socially conscious. It is very easy to create a lifestyle and live at a certain lifestyle um, and not be socially conscious and not understand what some people of color on your campus may be going through. You can learn through books. There are very many avenues you can understand uh, and learn about being socially conscious. And, and I think that's the biggest, it's, it's a very difficult thing because people live their lives um, a certain way for a very long period of time. But, you know, grab a young person that you're close with and talk to them about being socially conscious. And I think that's the biggest thing that will make people um, continue this sort of mentality that we've got going on in the country right now. Yeah, I think you said it great. I think you said the best. Um, educating yourself is important. That's learning about other people's experience, but having conversations, right? Taking the time out of your day. You know, if you're playing golf and you have a caddy that's a young African-American kid or whatever, ask him about his life. What was it like? You know, t tell me your life story. I want to hear about it. Learn about some of the things that you experienced. Um, which, what was it like in your high school? What was it like in your family life? Just ask questions about people's lives, be more open to that, and listen. I think that's the biggest part, is just listening to the stories um, and engaging with folks. The more conversations and the more engagement you have, the more you'll learn about other people's experiences in life, and you'll be like, wow, okay, I get it now. Like, this is, this is not just something that was just written in a newspaper or a story that was just run on social media. It's a real life story. And it, it touches people that you may see every day and could interact with every day. So stop, ask questions, engage with folks, and just try to learn more about their experiences. Uh, that, that, is, that is good. Randy, share with everybody like what you said to me and, and, and maybe how we can share that with Villanovans about if, you know, one of, if George Floyd was one of our players or, you know, um, it, you know, if Ahmaud Arbery was one of our players, how That's differently one thing. Oh, sorry. everyone would, re how differently Villanovans would react. 
I just I just said if that was Sadiq Bay, if that was Kyle Lowry, if that was Kerry Kittles, if that was Ed Pinkney, if that was Randy Foy, how would you feel as a as a Villanova alumni, a part of the Villanova community? Would you be out there protesting? Would you be out there having the tough conversations? Would you be would your voice be heard in the Villanova community? Just think because that could easily, when I said it to you, it could have easily been any one of us because of this, our skin color. And I have got, I have got, I pulled over plenty of times for, you know, driving a nice car in the wrong neighborhood and saying, how did you get that car? And once they run my plates and then maybe Google me, they say, hey, go ahead. But that's a, that's a problem. And so my, my conversation to you was always, what if it was one of us? And if it was one of us, um, people will be outraged. And when we had that conversation and, and you didn't even talk, you just let me, you know, you just let me talk the whole time and, and you understand exactly where I was coming from. And I was extremely emotional when I was talking to you about it because I knew that it hit close to home. And I knew that that could have been, you know, any one of us at not just, you know, kids that's on the street in the, in the inner city, but, you know, any one of a Villanova basketball player, they're not at school right now. They're out and about, the kids now. So that could happen to them. So that's why I was so passionate about it when we talked about it. Yeah, that was, that was a great point. Let me ask you guys this. This is a, I'm, I'm, I want to learn from you guys on this. I feel like Villanovans have a unique respect for you guys because they, when you're students at Villanova, like they know you could have chosen to go anywhere and you chose Villanova, and you chose to be in a difficult situation, academically knowing it was gonna be challenging, being around all white people. And I think they have like a, a, a uniquely high level of respect for you outside of basketball. And, when, and so when basketball players talk to them, they would listen more than they would to a normal black person whether that's right or not. Do, do, you, do you think I'm, I'm right in that, in, in that evaluation? I think it's tough to sort of, um, I mean, that's certainly the feeling um, that you get, um, but you know, what's inside of people's heads is really tough to determine. I think, um, you know, with, Kerry and both Randy said um, about interact because like the social interaction that they have with us um, primarily is about basketball. It's, it may not include, um, you know, kind of what you go through on a campus or, you know, when you're away from campus and that's kind of the, um, you know, I think you get a little, bit misled about like how you know we feel when we go into king of prussia mall when we're driving around radnor county <laughs> you know it's it, you know it's all of those things that we kind of just sort of shrug to the side because that's kind of how society has been um you know those converse you know those conversations i don't think are, are, really aren't aren't had um 
you know, when you have those kind of interactions. And I think, again, what Kerry and Randy both said, you know, talking to people and asking them about their lives and what they go through us away from, from the court. Because we, we have to deal with it with our families, too. too. I mean, it, you know, it's not only us. You know, when you go home, your sister, your brother, your niece, your nephew, um, you know, they talk about these situations constantly. And, uh, you know, it's something that we have to have to live with and come back to campus. Great. That's, that's, that's a great, great point. I, uh, I, I want to kind of conclude here. And I, I, I just really believe you guys taking the time to talk about this, showing your passion for this movement, I know is going to mean a lot to Villanova people. And it's going to make them think. And I think you guys, your comments is going to make them, like Carrie says, stop and, and talk um, and, and, and get in conversation. Um, just end, let, let's end it with this. Um, I, I sense that our players feel like they kind of got, got beyond this because they're basketball players. They don't, they don't, you know, they're at Villanova. They, they, they're taken care of. They, they get a chance to go to the NBA. Um, if they get pulled over and, and a police officer says, oh, you played at Villanova or you play at Villanova, they kind of get a little bit of a pass. And there's a, there's a guilt there that they, they want to do more to, to help their brothers and sisters. Do you, do you guys feel that with all the success that you've had? Yeah, I, you know, again, it, like on on campus, you know, what, well, kind of like now in your life, now in your life, like where you are, um, you might not deal with as much now because you're so prominent and you're known, but there's kind of like a pressure on you to to help everyone else that's not in your position. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think I mean, personally. I'm you got it, East seniority. Go ahead, you got it. No, well, no. I, I, I mean, that pressure's it, it never leaves. It never, it never goes away. That, that, that pressure to educate to, because we, you know, we're we're in a unique position to have gotten a scholarship to play at Villanova University to go travel, and do all the unique things that basketball has afforded us. So, I mean, we're. We're in a sense, you know, educating as as we go along and and, and trying to tell the people that we're close to, um, you know, how, how to handle different situations. But uh, I think again, going forward in the world we're living in now, um, you know, using making the effort to try to, you know, take these very long routes around. It, things that just should be normal for for people, um, I think is something that's coming. I mean, it's, you know, it's great to see what's going on um, with with all the young people um, trying to make people as, as conscious as possible. I think it's just great. Randy, what were you going to say? I just was saying, with my, with my platform, I understand that it's important to to put these things out there and be vocal and be loud. And a lot of times you get stuff, you get DMs, you get hate DMs. You get people saying some crazy stuff to you, but you got to erase uh, messages. But a lot of times, like I keep those messages up there so people can see. And 
I always say, like, if you're not a part of trying to make in, you know, where you see wrongs that if you're not trying to, if you're not a part of trying to make them right, then you're a part of the problem. And so if someone says anything to me that I feel as though it's out the way, like I point it out and I'll let them know. But I think using your platform and allowing your voice to be as loud as possible is one of the most important things to stop racism, not just, you know, here at Villanova, but in the world. So that's why my platform for me is everything. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Let, let's go out with, let's finish this up with, with uh, you, Carrie, like um, all, all your years in the NBA. What, what do you think about how the NBA guys are, are handling this and what they're doing with the, with the, the floor and their jerseys and, 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 you know, are you talking to, the, to these guys about their, their passion and their movement? Yeah, I've talked to a couple of guys in the NBA current and, and former players as well. I mean, I'm on social media just like Randy, and I think they're really using their platforms in a positive way. Um, there's a lot of debate, right, about going and playing right now and should guys be actually playing or should they be actually focused on the, on the movement that's going. But I, I think every player has their own way of, of, of getting involved and, and being engaged, and we're, and we're seeing that, right, with – Players like Malcolm Brogdon, who I have a close relationship with, he's very active. He was protesting with the, with the people in Atlanta, his hometown. And then another guy who's from his hometown, Jalen Brown, decided not to play in, in, the, um, in the bubble because he's really feel like the, the virus is, um, is more risky to play. So, but I think the movement is, is strong. As Ed said, these young folks are really engaged. Um, they have a lot of peers who they really care about and they want to shape this world in a different way and influence this world in a more positive way. And so I think these NBA players are savvy like that. You know, their social media platform has given them an opportunity to learn about these issues and, and get more involved in more ways than we ever could back in the day. Well, it's funny hearing you guys calling these young guys because we, we still look like young guys, man. That's the young guy behind me in the picture, if you can see. That's the young guy. <laughs> yes, I like that picture. <laughs> oh, Eddie, look at that body, man. I, oh, I know. I pray every day for that body. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you do for Villanova. Thanks for you know you, your your examples to our young guys as 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 black men that are just exemplary and um, and that we're proud of and and everybody's proud of. Well, I can tell you, Coach, I'm proud of your current players. You know, uh, Demir Roundtree. I mean, look what he's doing with his platform. Um, Caleb Daniels is also very very active, speaking his mind and sharing his thoughts. And so your your players are really active and they're actually going to influence this movement as well. I appreciate that. They're going to do it on campus too, man. They're doing, they're doing a good job. Thanks for the example you set, guys. Love you guys. Great job. Mikey, take yeah, us thanks, out. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's going to do it for the first edition of Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds for the 2020-21 season. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Stop by Great American Pub, Bar, and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. 
If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.